not really any new configuration. That is what it said. I'm not sure what I was referring to. Talk to me. Let me check your levels. Hello. Welcome to the dog talk. Mm, give my, me that smooth voice. My sex voice. Ooh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I hope your girlfriend doesn't listen to this. No, she hates me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we in? Are we rolling? Yeah, All right. right. Hello, and welcome back to the uh, dog talk. Brought to you by cfbstatnation.com yeah buddy that's mike's <laughs> website everyone needs to go there give him uh give him reviews we got a nice little georgia preview up there updated since the loss of jeremiah holloman but not since the loss of brent cox, cox. So. yeah so we got uh, a couple things to talk about today obviously two major developments since the last time we talked uh one being the, the departure of Brenton Cox. Um, this main show, though, before we get into everything, is going to be about recruiting. So if you don't like recruiting, this ain't the show for you. Um, we're going to be looking at 24-7 sports rating system and how that has worked out for Georgia players uh, with their production on the field as of now. And uh, we did every, every year since 2015 counting because we might still have some uh, 50-year seniors on the team. Well, we're also going to, going to use this method to uh, project the depth chart as well for 2019. Yes, it will help us do that. Um, it's not as uh, questionable as it has been in the past with the depth chart, but there's still a couple key position battles up for uh, grabs, I would say. I would say. Yeah. Okay, so let's get back to uh, problem numero uno. The departure of Brenton Cox to Florida, of all places. I mean... Where, what do you think that means to you? Because I don't, I don't remember him being recruited by Florida that heavily. I don't remember them being in the race at the end. I remember he was committed to Ohio State uh, for a long time, and we finally flipped him. So, I mean, it didn't strike me as like a move made out of spite, which I think maybe you were referring to earlier. I mean, I think, I think proximity I, to where he is. I think he he's got a friend on the team, right? I don't think so. He's a Georgia boy. I know. But I mean, he might have a friend on the team, but I, mean, I, I read somewhere about that. I should I should have picked up who I'm that sure, was? I'm sure there's a few like two stars from the state of Georgia that went to Florida. You know. <laughs> well, now that he's not on Georgia, he's considered a two star, right? Uh, yes. We'll get to that. Okay, so this was Kirby Smart's official uh, quote. He finally they say he opened up about mm, yeah, uh, so his open. feelings on Brenton Cox. Um, so a guy asked him basically. Uh, concerns, or this is Kirby's quote. He said, "Concerns? I don't know about that." Uh, Smart said when asked about Cox moving on quickly to Florida, uh, Brenton chose to withdraw from the University of Georgia and go into the portal. He is now at another SEC institution. So, uh, along with how with nothing to do, we wish him nothing but the best, and we appreciate everything he did while he's here. So, super generic, politically generic. I mean, what else do you expect him to do? It's it's understanding. I really he has nothing to gain by saying anything more about it. I'd love to be a fly on the wall though in his office, like and see what he really thinks. You know, kid leaves and then goes to your rival. That I think that means a little something, especially when they weren't really in his recruiting like out of high school. Like they weren't really in the race. So I mean, I don't know. He he probably if he's if he's spending that much if he's spending any energy being upset about it he's probably wasting his time 
though, right? I mean, it's like, if you're not well, going to yeah. play for us, you're out the door. I'm not going to, you know, why should anyone care? Well, it's, you, know, right? you got to play him in the future. And he was a pretty highly rated five star. Um, he looked the part. I've never heard anything about him acting the part. Uh, I, I mean, know. I can understand fans feeling that way, but for Kirby, I mean, he shouldn't care. It shouldn't matter to him. I mean, no. he's, he's out the door. He's just, yeah. bye. Bye, Felicia. Right. Um, uh, I remember early, right after he first got in trouble the first time, it it was uh, the marijuana bust while they were before practice. Uh, the dorm monitor mm-hmm. or whatever went into the, had to go in the room because they had a busted toilet or something. Him and Robert Beale, roommates, right after that happened, he tweeted out, uh, other people are trying to make my NFL future or dreams harder to obtain. Mm. I don't even think he used obtain because I don't know if he can use big words. <laughs> but the point being, all, all I heard there was I didn't do anything wrong. And it's, 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 it's someone basically else's like fault. someone else's fault. So he's basically putting all the blame on his, his uh, roommate, Robert Beale, if you ask me, which is cowardice and BS. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't just say, like, everybody else trying to make it hard on me, even though I just got arrested, you know? Well, he is a kid, too. I mean, what, what, I mean, I get that he that we, we want to bash him on his way out the door, but, like, he probably has some growing up to do, right? A hundred percent. But <laughs> still, at some point, you got to take ownership for what you did. I never heard him say anything about taking ownership. I heard that he complained when he had to do extra workouts and things like that. Well, now he's going. I, I didn't hear any of that out of Robert Beal, and Robert Beal's still on the on the lineup. Now he's going to a program that that has a really high structure and demands a lot of discipline out of their players, right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're on like the twelfth player dismissed this off cycle. What's what's the kid's name? Higgins. The kid just got. He choked his tutor. Tutor. Yeah. Because she because she um, took his phone or something. Yeah, she took his phone while tutoring him, and he and so he like freaks out and chokes her. And we heard about that like a month ago. So they've been kind of slow rolling it. And then today, yeah, they needed him on the team, so they didn't immediately kick him off. Or he, pl- he played in eight games last year. He's not, he wasn't like a starter, but he was you know projected uh-huh. to be kind him. of a solid yeah. contributor this year. He's a backup nickel. Uh, star player they call it as well there at Florida. I think that I think I saw the headline. It was like five players in this off season had been dismissed for like domestic violence issues, and and other ones just left because of domestic violence issues. Like their roommate, like their their highest rated commit from last year, his roommate. Yeah, he left because he because the guy he was rooming with was being weird and creepy and he didn't want to room with him and then they wouldn't and, change his room when he requested. And then the, the the creepy guy like got busted and kicked off the team or some crap and then he left too. Yeah. Yep. High quality well, Florida uh, high quality football program with much discipline. Fantastic job, Dan Mullen. I'll keep I'll keep sending you the money under the counter. Just don't tell nobody. All right. So um uh, we got Cox Weeder for uh, oh here's the big news, huge news. Florida landed their first five star in four cycles. If you count Brenton Cox, <laughs> an experienced five star though. Yes, trained by the best. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's funny because Florida, you would think is a program that's going to land a five star annually or every couple of years. You think they get a few? I just I would guess, but. I, I, I know. know we're going to dive into maybe Georgia's got the twenty four seven rating system in their pockets more. Yes, we're finally getting the bump. I think like ever like I always felt like we got the negative bump, and Alabama got the like you know the Bama bump. I feel like it's it's kind of a level playing field now. I feel like I've, I've seen like, guys commit to us and actually get their score up. I feel like more m- m- something that affects that too is, is that 
as a lot of the other recruiting services kind of like slow down and don't do quite as much work, it seems to like update their rankings. I feel like 24 seven has, has had more often has updated their rankings more often. This, you know what this I mean? year, I mean, just yeah. like, like a couple, they, it seems like they do it a couple times a cycle now yeah, where they didn't yeah. always, I think, don't feel like they always, maybe, maybe once a cycle There's in the past. There's at least four that I know of and it, and it happens quicker than it seems it used to. Like right after the opening, there was a bump and mm-hmm. then there's been another one since then. So I mean, yeah, it is, it's probably happening. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's such a crapshoot too. So at least you could get a little bit more, you know, consistency if you at least keep updating, you know what I mean? It's like such a crapshoot to project. I mean, it's obvious it's obvious to pick out the really good players, but the rest of the players, it's such a crapshoot to be able to figure out who's going to be successful. So you might as you might yeah. as well. It seems like you will pick up some some accuracy or some you know benefit from at least updating a couple times. Yeah, yeah, it gets you more current as to what's going on with all the camps and things like that. Okay, so uh, the other uh, major news happened. Uh, we a lot of Georgia. Fans were excited to possibly land uh, the almost five-star Tank Bixby, the running back. He commits to Auburn. So there's some some light at the end of the tunnel, maybe. Uh, There's some rumors from other things going on. Uh, When I was listening to my, you know, daily podcast that I listened to on my way to work, I heard something because they just hit their, uh, Brandon Adams and Jeff Santel, they just hit their 1,000th episode. Yeah, so they kind of were a little bit out of character at, at this one moment. Not D and D, just Dog Nation. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, I was thinking D and ninety. That's another show they do. But uh, they they kind of just like let something go that they don't usually go. And Jeff is very reserved, and he never does anything like this. So we're gonna play a clip that I just like almost pulled the car over and like recorded right there. But no, I waited till I got home on my forty five minute drive. Are you in a position to speculate on? What these guys might be referencing, were they all referencing the same thing? I mean, I don't have to tell you that because of what Milton said in the past, uh, some people may assume that was about Evans. Because Lindbergh is a fellow Texan, some people may assume that Lindbergh was also referencing Zachary Evans. But there is not a single fact to back any of that up. That is wild, reckless speculation. Can you add anything to what those guys may have been talking about? Because they were clearly talking about something. Brandon, I would say something great, uh, something great has happened for the University of Georgia over the last few days, and you will thank Kendall Milton later. Well, no, you got to give me more than that now. I mean, are we are we talking about um, you know you know something along the lines of if Georgia gets what some people might perceive as a second piece of bad news this week? Now, I'm saying from a ten thousand foot perspective, if Bigsby were to choose somewhere else. Is this Kirby Smart pushing a commit button to change that news cycle? I mean, is it the kind of thing that you could expect to see happen sooner than that? I think it's. Just, I don't think it's the, the typical redirection, good news, bad news, PR. I think some firm thoughts were expressed uh, with some degree of finality uh, on multiple major targets in this class. And I would say uh, it may give me more than that just because you just turned a 1,000, sir. Uh, I I would just say that um, as much as these things uh, can be crystal or made apparent in August, uh, Georgia, the Georgia thought of moving that that number up to five, six, seven, five stars, I think it picked up a lot of weight of late. Boy, that's an exciting thing to uh, think about. And I, I do think, Jeff. Okay, so 
that's what we got. Translation. Um, we're going to translate into what that means. I think Jeff mentioned twice during that spiel there that it's not a but multiple confirmations were given. That which mean, would mean at with, least that, two. That mean at least two, and he even mentioned five stars. Potentially gave some kind of definitive word that they are at least silently committed for now. The other caveat was as final as it can be in August yes. for what that's worth. So there, things can always change. Recruiting is a fluid situation. Um, Lindbergh is a offensive line commit from Texas, uh, the same state of Zachary Evans. I think that uh, when Kendall Milton actually said, y'all thank me later, there, there was a like a litany of tweets thrown out there at a certain time, and that's why this conversation happened between Brandon and Jeff Chantel. Um and, and the tweets were all basically like really positive things, like a bunch of go dogs from players and current recruits. It's like something happened, and everybody was like, what is going on? This is weird. Um, so we, we heard the clip. I think it means some very good things obviously happened for Georgia. Possible five stars. Um, in the beginning of the cycle, we were looking at like 10 to 13 five stars. We're really interested. Um, he's saying at least probably seven now which is still land five to seven five, five to seven which isn't even far-fetched because we already have four right i'm just saying he didn't say at least yeah. seven he said five to seven. But, right. but that means because we already have four then we're looking at at least two more so that's six you know so so two to three more that's that's kind of awesome so i think mainly and it's because they were actually talking about him they're they're during the conversation they're talking about zach evans uh because kendall milton's been recruiting him heavily and Tank went to Auburn, and right when we found out Tank was about to commit to Auburn, or, or he was going to commit on Friday and we didn't know where he was going yet, right when we found that out, Kendall tweeted out, y'all thank me later, Evans. That means Tank heard Evans is pretty much going to Georgia. That's what I translated into. Mm-hmm. Or there's an option B, which is also a good thing. Okay, um, Five-star committed to LSU, a cornerback, um, that would be uh, Elias Ricks. He's currently at IMG Academy. He's uh, good friends with Kendall Milton. Um, so he there's there's been a lot of like random chatter about him possibly flipping to the dogs. Um, nothing like definitive. Do you know if just, he's visited? Uh, we're fighting for an official visit. We haven't got it yet. Uh, he hasn't set them all. I think he has one left available. Seems like you would, they would need to get the visit in we, order to expect we, something. I feel like if yeah. we get that visit... So this one's more of the far-fetched one. It's more likely Evans, but it, there's a shot. Right, so you could read more into it if he takes the visit. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Now he's from Santa Ana, California. I mean, it would be crazy. If we get if we got Elias Ricks and uh, Keely Ringo, who is like the top-rated cornerback this cycle, and he is like a heavy Georgia lean out of Arizona, I mean, that'd be nasty. And Jalen Kimber already we have, who uh, he scored like... 150 sparked rating like his his numbers were off the charts so his ceiling is very high kind of like eric stokes because he's kind of like tyson campbell eh yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> thanks guy thanks for derailing my train of happiness hey, hey i'm just playing he's a true know. freshman hey he, he's he's probably going to be a very important player i would agree season. he's probably going to be really good okay so so that's the whole tank spiel that was the two major things that happened since our last show uh, lots of terrible things happened to Florida that we'll talk about in another show. But, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. Okay, so moving on for this show. Um, we're going to start looking at players on the Georgia roster currently um, that 
you know, their ratings they were on 24-7 and see if they kind of lived up to that billing. Right. Yeah. And, and in, within the same we're auditing. process. Yeah, it's like an audit. We're going to do a roster audit. And we're going to go through all the players on the roster and determine what their developmental rating are okay. it, or is. Like as in, um, one, you know, we're going to give them a one through five rating for each player. Um, they'll get a one if they're still on the roster. Uh, a two will be for a backup player who doesn't see significant snaps, but maybe who has come in in you know emergency time. Um, th- a three would be for a rotational player, someone who gets in on a semi-regular to regular basis, but it wouldn't be considered a starter. Or or came in for a, an injured starter and played significant snaps. Right, like right, that. and got them yeah, and got themselves into the rotation. Four would be for a starter, and five would be for like an all-conference level player. So. That way we can kind of figure out, you know, who our starters are and who our contributors are. Can and, I do like 4.5s, you know, like guys that I think should be all conference, but they're not? Mm, no, because I want I want this to also not be based on any projection either. I want this to be based I on know. what we, what we um, I mean, I, we can't give them all fives. Fromm should be a five, <laughs> but he's not going to be because he's never been all conference anything, you know? Well... He's, I don't even think there's nothing been, wrong with a four. I don't think he's been second team all conference. Well, then he's a four. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, so we're gonna st- we're a lot of these are gonna be easy to run through because we're gonna kind of start at the beginning. Like I said, there's a full roster audit. We don't have to take several minutes on each player. We just have to run through and and pick a number for him. So we're gonna start way at the back at the at the back of the roster from the the stragglers, the holdovers, the fifth year seniors from the 2015 class. We got three of them that we've identified here. So I'll just run through them. First, first defensive lineman Daquan Hawkins Muckle. What do we place him as? One to five. Uh, fifth year senior, I believe. So be. not a whole lot of significant playing time. Um, I mean, he could be a backup. I'd, I'd go. He's never really played significant unless it's in mop-up. One? Uh, yeah, he's on the roster. He's definitely not even a number two. All right. Justin Young, defensive lineman. Rating 24-7, rating 85-68. They're, they're saying that he's developed into a potential this uh, spring. So, I mean, there's a little bit of, like, promise there and maybe a, a solid, like, you know, rotational guy kind of thing finally. But that's projecting, so we're not projecting. We're going back to he's uh, – on the roster, he's a one. All again. right, all right. Because I don't think he's hardly played at all, unless it's you know. Well, for what it's in, worth, MTSU's. You know. For what it's worth, and you know, uh, it's worth something, I guess. It, fe- it feels to me like having fifth-year seniors for depth is even somewhat better than having freshmen as depth. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. if they're really high-rated freshmen, they're still they they gain so much more in three or four years of developing their bodies too. Yeah. That you know, like Hawk- Hawkins Muggle. We were just talking about a minute mm-hmm. ago before Young. Uh, two total tackles. Right. Four four total, two solo. So he's he, he's wandering in the wilderness, hasn't seen the field. Yes. All right. Tay Crowder is also a fifth-year senior. We were looking back. He came in, signed as a wide receiver. <laughs> also but maybe that, that, played as a running back yeah, in some what, way. That's what they said on 24-7. <laughs> right. I think that's a typo because he was definitely a running back going maybe. to Georgia Southern. Yeah, he's uh, like we, 6'3", 220 or something like that. Yeah, we, we had a guy uh, leave during spring, so we had, we picked him up last minute. It's kind of stolen from Georgia Southern. Um, and look what he's become. He is a solid, he's a solid four. four. Yeah. And and projected starter at middle linebacker this and, year. Well, he was a starter last year, right? Um, kind of, yeah, for most of the year. I mean, he, he 
spared some time with some other guys, but there was really no like solid. That's our guy. He's the highest. For, for he was my, the highest on the on the list of total tackles as far as linebackers go. Yeah, from uh, what I recall, Monty Rice probably would have been, but he was injured. So I mean, it, he kind of got that role. Yeah. So yeah, solid four. Not an all conference level player, but a solid solid starter. Yeah. But a high level athlete, so maybe next year. Maybe next year he's an all conference kind of guy. I hope so. Remember, like we said on the first show, he's the guy that blocked the uh, pooch kick against Oklahoma and gave us a shot at getting the, that three points that kind of turned the game around in the Rose Bowl. To get the, to get the uh, field goal at the end of the half? Yeah. yeah. And you know if he's a running back, he's a solid dude. I mean, he's, he's an athlete. You know, So we, we got a little bit of speed in the linebacker. All right, we don't have to take so long on each player, but we can just run through these because we want to we want to mash all this together into the into the depth chart. Okay, I, I just like Dave Crowder. Understand, Ben Cleveland, solid four, right? Solid four. Brian Harrion. Um, he's I'd give him a solid four. He's not a starter though. He's a contributor. I would say uh, he's three. Well, yeah, if you're looking he's at never, last, last year, he was, he's never he's been like one or two on the depth chart. No, he's a number right. three last year. Yeah, so I'd give him a three there. He's Solid a, three, though. He's, he's definitely had several, plenty of carries, but just not yeah. first or second on the depth chart. Yep. Charlie Warner. Uh, solid three. So, All right. Yeah, he's a starter now, but yeah, he was always the, like the number two tight end. Well, I would I would give that a four, though, because don't they, isn't their base offense two, two tight ends? I mean. Uh, at times. Not so much last year with right. So I, I okay. Know. Well, if you say three, that's fine. I said because he didn't have like a ton of catches last year. I mean, I could look it up. Well, you know? who's he been playing with? Nada, and then the year before that, who was who was? The, I mean, there's Jackson Harris, but he's more Jackson more Harris. blocking. Uh, okay, three is fine. That's fine. Okay. David Marshall, defensive line, came in as a 87 or 88. Uh, he's also another on roster one. Mm-hmm. Eli Wolf, an incoming player, hasn't seen the field for Georgia yet. We'll give him a one. He's a one, but making some buzz in camp. So, well, he he's old enough that he should yeah. be able to do that. Yeah, he he was like the leader at Tennessee for their SEC media days, and then he transferred the next year. <laughs> so that was very interesting. I thought defensive back Joshua Moran um, one. one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who that is. If I can't think yeah. of who you are, then you're, yeah. you're not a starter. Uh, defensive lineman, Julian Rochester, 96. Rating. He's he's a three. He's a contributor. Three. All right. Uh, incoming transfer, Lawrence Cager. Got to give him a one. Got to be a one. Uh, Marshall right. Long, punter. He's off the team, I think. He, oh, okay. Yeah, he's... uh fine. He got him. Uh, Mikhail Carter. I think he got he, he medically retired. That's what it was. Oh, really? Okay, I'll just delete him then. Uh, deleted from the spreadsheet. Mikhail from Carter. Uh, Mikhail Carter. Defensive like... line, ninety four, twenty sixteen class. Yeah, um, definitely a, a t- one. one. He's on the roster. All right. Man, I forgot about him. He was supposed to be somebody. Solomon Kinley, offensive line, twenty sixteen class, rated eighty four. Uh, Solomon Kinley is uh, four for sure. He's a, he's a starter. He was the guard. Now he's the center or something like that? No, he's the uh, left guard. Okay. He was right guard. Ben Cleveland took it from him, and then they moved him over because he kind of beat out uh, Kendall Baker. And he's there. he might be all conferences here. I, mean, it's, I was never big on him because I had a problem with him getting blown back a lot when he was younger. But at left on the left side, with Andrew Thomas, he's phenomenal. So. All right, defensive line Tyler Clark, ninety rating. He's a twenty-four-seven. He's a four. 
for starter. Okay. Yes. D tackle. Mm-hmm. Tyler Simmons, wide receiver, ranked rated eighty eight. 247, 2016 class. Definitely a three. Uh, a contributor. As, as of last year. Yep. Okay. Tyreek McGee, defensive back, 2016, 85 rating from 247. Mm, Tyreek McGee. Uh, he's played a lot, but he's not the, not the starter anymore. Kind of lost it, and, and he's kind of a backup star, backup corner. He's just a utility guy, so I think he'd be a three at three? this point. All right. At one point, he was a four. Okay, that is all the contributors that I have listed for the 2016 class okay. for seniors. So moving into juniors from the 2017 class, wide receiver Amir Speed, rating 88 from 24-7. He's a one. One. Uh, Andrew Thomas, 2017, mm-hmm. offensive line, rated 97. Five. Five, all-conference level player. And he's been named to the all-conference first team, I think. Uh, DeAndre Swift. 2017 rated 98 i think he should be a five was he all conference last year no but he should be so he's a four Damn it. <laughs> uh demarcus hayes i think he's, he's, I think he's in the, the heisman running now demarcus hayes still on the roster um no i think he's gone okay never mind delete uh eric stokes rated 85 defensive back 2017 I think Demarcus Hayes might be a senior. It says he was a junior last year on uh, CFP stats right now, so maybe he is. He just man, I feel like he's been on the team forever because he was a junior college transfer and just never kind of lived up to the billing. So he's definitely a one either way. One, all right. If he's there, uh, Eric Stokes. He's a four, right? Took the tr- took the starting spot from Tyson Campbell. Therefore, started multiple games. Would you say? Yeah, Not well, higher than a three. Definitely a four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Isaiah Wilson also seemed to have come in four, four. Yeah, four. He's a starter now. I know he started against Florida. He probably started a bunch of other games. Oh, he started his entire sophomore season. He's, okay. He was the only guy on the offensive line last year that didn't go out with an injury. Oh wow! He okay. was the he was the rock for sure. All right. Um, who's this? I'm not familiar with this name. Jacob From 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 State State From <laughs> ninety seven uh, rating 2017, Obviously. Starting quarterback, four. four. You want him to be a five, but Should he's be. still a four. Okay. That's silly. Um, Justin Schaefer, offensive line, 88. Uh, I'm sorry, but he's a one. I really expected big things from him and Tory Johnson, but Tory switched over to the D-line and is still just kind of on the roster. He's never really played. Latavius Brini, defensive back, rated 86. One. One. Malik Herring, defensive line, 93. He's a, He's like a 3.5. Five, almost four. I want to say, uh, just because he does play a lot, um, it's it's in certain situations a lot of times. Uh, but I guess we, I think but he's we, not a starter. We have so to give him a four. three. Yeah, okay, you have right. to. But he's he's borderline starter. It's weird. I don't know. He he comes in a lot. Mark Webb, wide receiver, twenty seventeen, rated ninety three. Last year he would have just been a three. Uh, this year I think he's going to be more. He, wait, he was okay. He, he was. Uh, he played like I want to say significant minutes, kind of mop up time. Okay. I wouldn't say. So he, was, he was in the rotation. Yeah. 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 Okay. Not and not like solidly in the rotation. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving too much credit because I know what he's going to do this year. But two. Two. Backup. Yeah, he's a backup. Okay. Um, Matt Landers, wide receiver, rated eighty-five. I don't think he hardly saw the field last year. One. Yep. All right, Monty Rice, linebacker, rated eighty-nine. Four. 
for starter. Nate McBride, linebacker, rated 93. One. One. Notori Johnson. He, he was my favorite player. Yeah, I know. He's really fast running, right? 230 pounds and runs like a 10-5. It's funny how it's track doesn't always translate to football, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Notori Johnson, we mentioned, uh, start, came in as an offensive lineman, flipped to the defense. One. Got to be a one at this point, yeah. Bummer. That's a big letdown. Richard LeCount, ranked or rated 98. Four. Four. Saw starter all last year, right? Yep. And the year before. Robert Beal, 94, defensive line. In the rotation, would you say? I, you could put him as a two. Two. I'd say he's kind of slightly in the rotation. In I wouldn't, Lampa, I wouldn't in just say garbage he's like, time type like, rotation. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a backup of, of a backup. He's, we're so deep at, at outside linebacker, you know? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, Trey Blunt, wide receiver, rated eighty nine. He's got to be on the roster, but he he saw some. I saw him play some in, in garbage time, but it, it's still nothing significant. So we're, I'm going to go with a one. A one, one Blunt, uh, unfortunately. Right. Uh, Walter Grant, linebacker, rated a ninety two. He plays a lot. He's a he's a contributor. Three. All right. William Poole, defensive back. Yeah, Trey Blunt only has three receptions for thirty nine yards last year. So yeah. okay. William Poole, defensive back, rated 92. On roster. One. All right. Adam Anderson, defensive line, rated 98. We're about, he's the first into the 2018 class, by the way. He's another, I would say, like backup. Because he, he, he played minutes last year, too. Did he burn the red shirt last year? Because we were into freshmen now. I do not know for a fact that he did, but I would say yes, because he, he played a lot. So we're giving him a two? Yeah. All right. Aziz Ojulari. Uh, Defensive line, ranked he, 93. He, he had a torn ACL, so he didn't play like almost at all until the, the bowl game. So injured slashed on roster? Yeah. Even though I think he's going to break out this year. All right. Fair enough. There's so many of that. Like As we go through these, that's what I'm noticing. There's so many like, that dude's about to blow up. Well, know? but well these are also true freshmen, too. They're like so. getting ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are also freshmen, so I mean, a lot of these are going to be ones. Yeah, just because of where they're at in life. Um, Cade Mays, offensive line, ninety-eight. Is he a starter now? Uh, not technically. It's a battle for the right guard spot, so but I, I think I think it's going to be Ben Cleveland in the end. So three. He's a he's a very solid contributor. Cause I remember seeing him a lot last he year. He started a couple games at left tackle, so I mean, he's he's a very high three. <laughs> Channing Tindall, linebacker, ninety-five. Also, rating. also a three came in once Monty Rice went down. Uh, did pretty well. Um, just a little bit lost, maybe, but he'll know the system better this year. Chris Smith, defensive back, 89. Uh, he's one. One. Devontae Wyatt, defensive line, 90. Uh, he might actually be a number two this year, but last year, not so much. So one. One. All right. Devon Wilson, defensive back, rating 91. Um. He was another, just kind of like Aziz, like he came in in, in the Sugar Bowl, uh, didn't didn't have a whole lot of playing time during the season, so we, I think we still have to just give him a two. Two, all yeah. right. Jake Camarda, punter, starter. Uh, he's a four. Four? Te- technically. Jamari Sawyer, offensive line, rated 99. Uh, unfortunately, this is going to be weird, but he hasn't hardly played much. Well, he is just a freshman, or was just a freshman, so... Yeah, I almost, so it's still I wanna, a one on, though, right? Let me click on him and see what it says. Right? 
And I click on Jamari. It's it's crazy because he's like the highest rated. Um, I, I can't even click on him on CFP stats. He's, his name is now blue for some reason. Maybe he doesn't have any stats because he hasn't played. Well, offensive line doesn't really have any stats. <laughs> yeah, maybe they don't. Okay, so yeah, I mean, he, has, he has to be a one, which is crazy. Highest offensive lineman or offensive guard to come out of high school in like twenty years. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, he's he, a, depth a lot of. But but honestly, a lot of times, true freshman offensive linemen don't get a lot of playing time. Yeah, but I mean, he still isn't in line for it. Well, he's got time. He's got time to develop. Yep. Uh, James Cook, running back, rating ninety-seven. He was a contributor. He was he was kind of our number three last year. All right. John Fitzpatrick, tight end, rating 89. One. One. All right. Jordan Davis, defensive line, rating 88. He's a four. He, he took over the starting role eventually once we were just struggling with the, on the run against Vandy, and he came in there and kind of blew things up. All right. True freshman, starter, 88. Interesting Interesting there. Uh, that was a big surprise. Uh, Kiaris Jackson, wide receiver, rating 94. Um, it's, unfortunately, didn't really play last year, so. One. One. Otis Reese, defensive back, rating 95. Mm, he, can't, he played sparingly. He, he might be a two-level, but probably barely played in any meaningful minutes, so one. One, all right. Owen Condon, offensive line, rating 88. Mm, one. One. Quay Walker, linebacker, rating 98. One. One. Tommy Bush, wide receiver, rating 92. One, yeah. Unfortunately, I haven't heard much out of him. Trey Hill, offensive lineman, rating ninety six. Uh, he's a four starter. Mm-hmm. He started a few games last year once uh, Lamont went out. So I mean, and he's a starter now. So all right, Tyson Campbell, rating ninety nine, defensive back. Uh, we're gonna go three because he lost his job to Stokes. All right, fair enough. Warren Erickson, offensive line, rating ninety one. Zamir White, running back, rating 99. One. Bill Norton, defensive line, rating 93. I mean, yeah, one. One. Brett Seether, tight end, rating 86. These are guys that just got here. Right, I know. They're, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we just got in. We just yeah. went over to uh, like, freshmen. So, like, yeah, these are all going to be ones because yeah, no one's ever played. Yeah, yet. they didn't get a chance yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Okay, so then we're going to... See how quick I noticed that? You got like two into it, and I was like, these guys went on the team. <laughs> you, could have no- you could have noticed it quicker than two. <laughs> Let's not pat ourselves on the back too two hard. Two is good. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> All right. So now what we can do is go through the position groups and figure out our depth chart. So where do you want to start? Okay. Um, let's start with the defensive side of the ball. All right. We'll go. Uh, let's go corners. Corners. All right, I'll blow this up so you can see it a little better. We will look at our defensive backfield here. Yeah, buddy. So we've got we've got entrenched starters, the the returning starters, Eric Stokes and Richard LeCount, and we've identified, and so that's one corner and one safety essentially, and we hadn't broken it down, so. Uh, we need to pick one more safety and one more corner. So who do you see on that list there? We've got we've got rated well, where's, as where's J.R. Reed? We have we have a total. Oh, we have a we have a mess up there. All right, let's Hawkins Muckle Puck. Yeah, well, how did he not make it on there? He uh, did. Was, he didn't transfer, did he? No, J.R. Reed is is like our starting. I know, but how did we miss him on the thing? I don't know. All right, you well, you missed him. 
Oh, but yeah, he did transfer in from like a, a junior college eventually because uh, okay. he was. D'Angelo Gibbs' cousin, and we're kind of trying to get him there to get him to come. And he's a junior, right? To attract. No, I think he's a senior. He's a oh, senior okay. now. Okay. Whew. All right. Was, so he was a four. Was so like, he's a four. Yeah. All right. So we've got three starters. And. I think uh, J.R. Reed, could, I think he's a five. I think he's made all conference. Okay. At least second team. At least. Okay. So I would give him a fiver. All right. So we just need to pick one corner opposite Eric Stokes. Um, Eric Stokes, I mean, it's, it's, uh, looking at the numbers, Tyson Campbell or Tyreek McGee, cause they both got rated as a three. Uh, I think Tyson Campbell is going to take a huge step. Um, we don't have anyone on there named DJ Daniel. Uh, we do, but he's, he's down as a one cause he didn't really play last year cause he's a transfer in. Uh, it's, it's gotta be Tyson Campbell for now. Right. Okay. So we seems like we have a, we'll have a solid, um, you know, starters. But what do you think about the two deep? I mean, where do we go behind the two safeties? I mean, who do you who do you think is the, is the third safety up? Um, I mean, Tyreek Stevenson is huge. DJ Daniel would probably be the third. I would go DJ Daniel. So might f- actually so freshman. You 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 think all these all no, these are DJ Daniel's a junior college transfer. So he's not technically a freshman. Um, okay. So I'm, I think if anyone's going to take it from Campbell, it would be DJ Daniel. So he's the, he's the dark horse. Well, you, okay. So you're saying from for corner? Yes, for corner. Okay. Because Tyson Campbell's opposite of Stokes. Right. Okay. So, so we got J.R. Reed at safety, Richard LeCount at free safety, or strong safety. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson Campbell at cornerback. And Eric Stokes at cornerback. That's our projected starters. Right. Maybe DJ Daniel working his way in there as kind of the dark the horse. The third cornerback. Yep. So who uh, would be the third and, safety? And, and the uh, well, yeah, the star position is Mark Webb, who I also do not see on there. Mark Webb. All I right. think he's from everything I've read so far and all the tea leaves. Mark Webb is the guy who is leading for the star nickelback position. All right. And he would be a three. Devon Wilson right behind him. Uh, Mark Webb is, is technically a because he didn't really play much last year. Okay. I feel like we we did talk about him. He just didn't show up on this though because I remember you asked me to rate him. Hmm. So I feel like he's yeah he's he's a three. He's a contributor. Okay. He was a little bit questionable at times. I remember while he was out there, he looked kind of confused. But they're saying he's dominating in practice right now. Is he? Uh, was he a freshman last year? Um. Yes. No. No, because he came in with Swift. Okay. Yeah. So he's a okay. So he's twenty seventeen. He's, he's Swift's cousin. Okay, gotcha. So, so you would so, and he's a safety. Yeah. So he would be a third safety, and then uh, DJ Daniel says he's thir- the third corner. Yep. All right. Good enough. All right. Let's move to linebackers. So, does you on your chart you move them all to the top there? So at the end we can like add up our numbers and see where we're rated at it per yep. position. Yep. Yep. Oh, so we're gonna go. Here we go. J.R. Reed, Eric Stokes, Richard LeCount. And Mark and uh, Tyson Campbell, right, was our Tyson Campbell and Mark Webb. Well, yeah, Mark Webb was the third Mark, safety, no, but, right? But, I mean, he's a starter for dime packages, right? But I'm just thinking two safeties and two corners for base. Okay, okay, base for, for the base. Okay, yeah, okay. All right, so then we go to linebackers, and we have returners Tay Crowder. Uh, and Monty Rice. Both at four. I like where they're at. I think that's how it's going to go in the beginning. 
now now we're picking are we picking three or four linebackers here because i think we should just pick three right because a lot of the i mean they i, I guess they run a three four but yeah, but they're more so outside linebackers than, right than I, I, the, I was considering the, Mike and the and the will linebacker so i think it's you have to go with just too deep maybe no but i'm thinking three are we picking four linebackers out of this group because are we? Because I think a lot of those outside linebackers are really we have categorized as defensive line. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, would, I would go the highest rated ones we got. There are two fours. They're obvious. So take Crowder, Monty Rice, mm-hmm. um, Channing Tindall. I think you, we got him as a three. Uh, he played a lot last year. With the dark horse being, damn, I want to say uh, Quay Walker, but I think Nicobe Dean might be over Channing Tindall even eventually. So let's go. I'm mean, we're gonna have to throw one in there because Nicobe Dean. So take Crowder, Mine Rice, uh Channing Tindall, Nicobe Dean. Alright. Uh let's see. Take Crowder, Monty Rice, Channing Tindall, Nicobe Dean. Um okay. And Dean the most likely to steal a starting job. All right, pump him in there. Jameson is going to play a lot of minutes. But I think Quay Walker will too this year. But we can only pick four. So. Alrighty. Moving on to defensive uh, line. That's here. the first one where we had a one in there because he's a true freshman. Mm-hmm. All right, defensive line. We have up top Tyler Clark, Jordan Davis returning. Starter, starter. Uh, I think, and then yeah, that one was easy. Well, we, we got uh, how many did we pick here? Because we got basically five across. I guess we're just picking three. No, because you got D line and outside linebackers all on that list. Yeah, right. So let's but, see. So we're only picking three though, because we got four secondary players and we picked four linebackers. That's what I'm saying. It looks like. I mean, is Georgia transitioning to a three-four? Are they switching up the recruiting? No. Or for a four to a four three. Well, then we we totally leave out that D ends and outside linebackers because you know, are we picking D tackles here? Or so we? we should pick three linebackers and and we should pick four defensive linemen because we're counting offensive linebacker or outside linebackers as D line, right? Yeah, yeah, let's right. Do it. Okay. okay, all right. So we're taking off Nakobe Dean. Yeah, we have to, even though I think he's going to be the starter. All right, so we're really picking like a four three, but it's yeah, but it's configured as a three four, so. Whatever. Tyler Clark, Jordan Davis, for sure. And they're, they're the both ones that we rated at four. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have to like look to my outside, even though Julian Rochester, Sir Malik Herring, and those guys are going to play a lot. Um, those are interior, in, right? Yeah, they are. But they're not part of my because I can only pick four. Right. Well, well, you got to you got to pick like who you got to pick outside now, right? Outside, I'm I'm going uh, Aziz Ojulari. All right. Yep. Uh, and then I, I got one more outside. One more outside, yep. Guys, Nolan Smith or Jermaine Johnson. I'm going to pick Jermaine Johnson just simply because he's not a freshman. He's a junior, junior college transfer, even though Nolan Smith has kind of the higher ceiling. All right, and then your rotation players. I think we, we, we got Beal and Anderson here solidly in there as far as outside guys go, right? Yep, and, then, and, and Nolan. Right, right, yeah, no one, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it looks like they got a lot of bodies there. 
Yeah, there's just a lot of depth there. A lot of just depth. Silly yeah. depth. So losing Britton Cox is not the end of the world, people. No, no. Gotta have, gotta have, yeah, gotta have increased production of the linebackers, it seems to me, like, yeah. from compared to ha- last year. Havoc so. plays. That's all it, they're preaching at practice, Havoc. All right, so we have our starting defensive lineup. Safety, J.R. Reed. Mm-hmm. Safety, Richard LeCount. Cornerback, Eric Stokes. Other cornerback, Tyson Campbell. D-line, interior, Tyler Clark, Jordan Davis. Outside, Aziz Ojolari, Jermaine Johnson. Linebackers, Tay Crowder, Monty Rice, and Channing Tindall. It's your starting lineup for our projection for Dog Chalk 2019 defense. I like it. I like how we did it. It was very methodical, very numbers-oriented as opposed to opinion-oriented. It's also helpful just to have all the names in front of you, too, right? (laughs) Yeah, it helps. It helps. Well, even a couple of them weren't there, and we we still remembered them. Yes, way to go on that one. All right, so quarterback shouldn't be much of a discussion there. Yeah. I think we know which direction we're going. I mean, I guess the only thing, the only obvious, you know, Fromm. discussion would be, you know, what happens if without Fromm. If Fromm goes down, right. what happens? Yes. Stetson Bennett, uh, pretty solid. Dan- danger time when that happens. Yeah, it's going to be a major blow to the team if anything happens to Fromm. All right, we don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> uh, running back, we have obviously DeAndre Swift. Swift's absolute stud, starter, uh, all world, probably getting the Heisman. <laughs> two, um, probably two Heismans in this season, at least. Um, <laughs> the first, first two Heisman guy. Uh, after that, it's interesting because I truly believe it's going to be Zamir. Uh, I think it might take a few games. But I think by the end of the day, he's too good to keep off the field. And he's, I mean, Brian Herring a great backup. James Cook shows a lot of potential, but he's kind of like a scat back. Well, you can, you can, I can summarize your feelings in this is that Zamir White obviously has the highest ceiling of all these other backs. James Cook's kind of third yeah. down, catching back and, and versatile. And, and James, James is good and fast, but he didn't, he, and he put on some weight, but not enough. He's not necessarily a power back. No, yeah. he's not as big as Dalvin yet. And one day, maybe. All right. So, so we're, I'm going to go Zamir as my right, number two. So, all right, Zamir is number two. All right. Got so we got a four and a one there. That's a that's diversity. Yeah. Only because he didn't get to do it yet. But we're also just going with highest ceilings. So. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, wide receiver. Here's where the fun part happens. Yeah. <laughs> Should we save this till the end? You want to do offensive line Yeah, next? let's save it because that's the tough one. Uh, all right, all right. That's let's a, see. That's difficult. All right. Going over to our offensive line chart. In a way, here. we're not really staying true to the numbers that we picked because we if we just like did it like without our opinions involved you pick the highest numbers that we said yeah but it'd we, be a totally different starting lineup than what i'm picking right now right but now we're projecting yeah now there's projections yeah. so and it's also it, it, it's also relevant so that you can see like if you have contributors that have been jumped by ones that mm-hmm. you still got them as contributors too so if the one doesn't quite pan out then you've got some depth there that that can pick up the slack yep all right, so tackle position. We've obviously got Andrew Thomas. Left tackle, obviously, Andrew. Um, left guard, Solomon Kinley, all day. All right. I, honestly, I, I got to say, if I was wrong about anybody, it was Solomon Kinley because I was ready for him to be gone after the first time we played Auburn and lost uh, two years ago. Not like gone, but like not, not a starter anymore. They switched out Ben, and, and it changed everything. Easy to pencil Isaiah Wilson in at right tackle, right? Right tackle, yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going with Ben at 
uh, right guard because what you're seeing in practice is Cade is moving everywhere. They got him playing left tackle. He's the, the he's the Swiss Army backup. Yeah, he's playing uh, center. He's playing right guard. I mean, he's playing everything. Um, Trey Hill's starting center for sure. All right. So I mean, that, the offensive line is easy. Right. So I mean, it's and it's got depth. There, everyone wants to make a big thing out of uh, right guard, but I just don't see it. I, I think Ben, when healthy, is the best uh, run blocker we have on the team. Even though Cade uh, Mays might have a little bit uh, better pass blocking ability. Oh, don't hit the Ooh, mic. It sounded like it was from outer space. Oh, damn. <laughs> my thumb. It sounded like a truck just hit the house. Boom. Okay, but yeah, so I'm, I'm going with Ben. All right. Big Ben. Offensive line, pretty easy. Yep. Now for the fun part. So we didn't, re- we hadn't really been commenting on our... Well, that's, we, that's why Mark Webb didn't come up. You got him as a wide receiver. Mm, yeah, yeah. He's actually okay. a flip to gotcha. the defense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Delete. So delete. All right, so <laughs> we, we didn't really talk about... This part of the thing. Amir, you got Amir Speed as a wide receiver. What is he? He is a cornerback. Oh, okay. Well, you, we got a lot of switcheroos over here. I know. All right. So the interesting thing is, is that we kind of talked about the rating in terms of the ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. So if we look at the ceiling, we've got. Oh, okay. So we've got. Here's our list of wide receivers that we have on the roster: Tyler Simmons, Lawrence Cager, Matt Landers, Trey Blunt, Kiris Jackson. Tommy Bush, Dominic Blaylock, George Pickens, and Mati- uh, Makia oh, Tung. Uh, we don't have uh, D-Rob. Put him on there. Uh, yes, the transfer. We missed the yeah, transfer. That's what all we're right. missing is transfers. But at least I'm here because I know all of our players by heart. So when, when one of ten is missing and I can pick it up like that. <laughs> man, where's my little, like, pat myself on the back scratcher? Don't hurt your shoulder. <laughs> he was a 2016, right? And he was like yeah. a 99. Yeah, he was a five star. He's the number one wide receiver that cycle. But for went, us, he's still a one, right? Went to UCLA. Yep. Didn't. I mean, he played like one. Snap. Went to Cal. Yeah. Actually, he dropped a touchdown that should have been last year. Um, so he he played, didn't even have a catch last year. He did not have a catch. So right. he's, he's a one. And yeah. by the but way, just had, for accuracy, he, he was at Cal, not UCLA. Just yes, you're yeah, correct. Yeah. Sorry. So they they were like the same thing to me. I don't care. Yeah. But. He did have one run for like seventy five yards in the first game, and then he just and then he pulled a pulled a Houdini, and that was it. <laughs> Everybody after that was like, "Holy cow, that guy's the best player ever!" All right, so no. he's so. Do we think he's got the highest ceiling? Um, no, no, definitely not. Uh, when it is at his position where he could be. Uh, at he's done the most out of anyone in college, maybe aside from Lawrence Cager, based on his freshman year. Right. Yeah, he did. But that wasn't at Georgia. But I think his size, he's not at elite height. Uh, I think where he's uh, practicing at is the st- he's going to be our starting, at the beginning of the season, slot receiver. So put him at, he's one for sure. Okay. Yeah, so we got a number, number uno there. And it's not like I'm picking him because I think he's the best or anything. I think we have better receivers. You're Okay, so you're picking for day one, basically. Yeah, day one. Um you don't think Kyrus Jackson is going to Kyrus is right on his heels. Uh, the thing is that he'll come in a more situational. Like, Isn't it Dom Blaylock's the same size? Dom is big. Dom's like 6'2", I think. So, I mean, Dom's big, but he'll play wide receiver or play slot. But he's also extremely good at route running. So, we're going to see him this year as well. I just think D-Rob has the starting job right now. Okay. And it, just, it works out better for roster management if D-Rob gets a, a shot, you know. Because he's this is probably his. I last guess, season. although I don't think that Georgia loses anything if they jump him. 
Uh, I mean, it doesn't lose anything, but I just, I don't know. It's just at heart, I like to see five stars uh, turn into somebody at Georgia because there's a lot of times they don't. (laughs) Because Alabama talks about that. (laughs) Everyone talks about it. (laughs) But, uh, so, well, that's their slot, we'll say. Um, How much of an, have you watched any Lawrence Cager? How how much of an impact do you think he's going to have? Well, he had like eight touchdowns last year. He's an end zone guy. He's huge. I think he's going to have a huge impact. Um on the outside, I think there's a good chance he uh, starts as the, like, the not necessarily the number one, but the guy opposite of Tyler Simmons. He's kind of in a battle with Matt Landers. You think Simmons is going to start? Yes. Okay, we'll punch him in then. Yeah. Simmons. Simmons has elite, elite speed. Okay. But but we're talking about. Do you think he has the highest ceiling as a wide receiver? Not at all. Right. No, but he's a, he's a day one starter. So we got to pick one more. We've got we've got. So it's Landers oh. or Cager, basically. Um, gee, that's tough. Or or George Pickens, who has the highest ceiling of all of them. Or Blaylock. And I I think I kind of, uh, but Blaylock's more of a, a slot, and I think he has too many. I thought guys you said he was him. like six two, and he was big. No, but he's he, he's a slot guy. That's his thing. Oh, well, that's that's, like his that's why I asked you about him. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about. Well, yeah, sorry. He, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's more of a slot guy because he's a crazy route runner. He's quicker than fast. You know, that's that's kind of his thing. He's not a burner like D Rob. Um, I just think he's got Kiaris in front of him, so there's no way he's going to beat out Kiaris and D Rob early. Maybe later on in the season. He's he's the, he's like the. DeAndre Swift of this cycle, where everything he does is like extra level that a freshman should not be able to do yet. Like DeAndre Swift as a freshman was just talked about as just You're talking about Blaylock. Yeah, DeAndre Swift was, was like miles beyond what he should have been as a freshman. That's what they're saying. But about he hasn't Blaylock done anything now. yet. I know that's what, that's what they're saying in practice right now. Oh, okay, as gotcha, right gotcha. now in practice, he's that guy that's like way beyond where he should gotcha. be as a freshman. Okay. Um, so I mean, he's crazy high ceiling for Blaylock too, but uh, so does George Pickens. I just can't put them as day one starters. I think it's going to be Cager over Matt Landers just because Matt Landers uh, has the dropsies occasionally. You know, he's he can do it all. He's also big like Cager. He's six five and he's he's probably two fifteen. He's maybe not quite as thick, but he just occasionally when it's a fifty fifty ball, he's got to win it, and it, you just don't see it. It doesn't happen when it needs to happen. And every, almost every scrimmage or practice, you hear how he had a drop. Or he made some elite catch, but still had a drop, you know? Mm-hmm. So he just, if he could hold on to the ball, he could be an elite player, Matt Landers, but it's just not all together yet. So, yeah, we'll go with Cager, uh, Simmons, and D Rob as our starting three wide receivers. If we want, you got it. Can I do four? Can you let me do four? Well, not really. I know. But we can definitely talk about who you think is next up. I mean, you talked about Blaylock and, and um, George Pickens a little bit. Yeah. Kyrus Jackson, Matt do Landers. We, do we even have tight ends involved? Like, where's my tight ends? Um, we run at least a one tight end every play. Okay, yeah, I guess I should have put a tight end in instead of a second running back. So, I mean, Charlie Warner, hands down. Okay, yeah. Um, and he's a, he's a four. All right, we'll pop him in there. Blam. Let's see... Charlie Warner, punch him in there for Zamir White, and uh, so I don't get two running backs, huh? Or Georgia, we're like 
team thousand yard running backs times two every year. Well, do you want just two wide receivers? No. Okay. Why, why am I limited to no tight end position on this chart? I feel like just gave you one. Do you want a quarter as this a is running a, back? He's listed under running back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Do you want five on offensive line? At least. <laughs> Damn. Unfortunately, that's only eleven. <laughs> okay, so we're just there starting eleven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, so um, there we go. We have our starting dog chalk projected 2019. Read them off. Read them off. Offensive. People got to hear it. Offensive starters. Starting 11. Jake Fromm, quarterback. Running back. DeAndre Swift. Tight end. Charlie Warner. Wide receivers. Demetrius Robertson. Tyler Simmons. Lawrence Cager. Offensive line. Andrew Thomas. Solomon Kinley. Isaiah Wilson. Ben Cleveland. Trey Hill. What's our average score out of all of our guys? Average score is 3.36. So closer to 4, which is good, because 4 was like a solid start. Yeah, we've got, uh, let's see, non-4s, non-returning starters, 1, 2, 3, 4. We've got Cager. a tight end and 3 wide receivers. Yeah, yeah and D-Rob D- is second year in the system, and Cager is, is very experienced in college, so two of the guys that are 1s are should, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be ready to contribute heavily. Right. Also, you know, um, what second running back too? I have to imagine that they're going to do a lot of maybe two wide receiver sets. Yes, that's how you should feel now that you know the starting lineup. You saw the light. <laughs> yeah, just punch Much it in like there. Blake Shelton and probably the best Georgia song I've ever heard in my life. Ever of all time. I, I tend to believe like that the dogs running is talking about Georgia's running backs. I don't think he's talking about animals. You don't think he's talking who's, about the offensive who, line in the entire running game? Who talks about dogs running and doesn't talk about... And talking about Georgia, it's got to be... He's talking about Todd Gurley, you know, Nick Chubb, Sonny Mitchell... Michelle, definitely. That's that's uh, that's Blake. Thank you, Blake. You might just become our new intro song once we figure out how to do that. We'll see what we can do. I'll ask the technical director. <laughs> Sam, what? You, you better turn that off. All our listeners are going to tune out. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, well, all right. So Georgia is totally God's country, so they're not going to be mad about that. They're going to be happy. <laughs> I've been saying for years that it's God's country, and now there's a song about it. Now, now it is officially God's country. Yeah. If I'm at work and somebody's like, hey, where are you from? I'd be like, God's country. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, you should know what that means. <laughs> yeah, Blake, don't you listen to Blake Shelton? Yeah. You jerk. Well, he, did, he made it official. <laughs> you know? Now it's like a real official thing. All right, you want to hit on our last point here before we go? Okay, yes. Okay, so this was the Cruton episode. Uh, we we evaluated the recruits and gave you our uh, projected starters off of that. Um, it wasn't really a... I wouldn't say we, we audited 24-7. I feel like we could do that way more in depth to like see how production on the field has matched their rankings. That could be another show we should do for sure. Uh, so hold off on that one. We'll do that. But in this one, uh, we are going to do our potential end-of-year rankings for way, recruiting. Like a way too early recruiting for class. For the 2020 recruiting class, Potential final ranking. ranking. Yes. Uh, according to 
all sources, uh, we are only going to be able to take 23 this cycle, especially because we have the two junior college transfers, Eli Wolf and Lawrence Cager. So that counts against us in this cycle. Did you just call Tennessee a junior college? Yes. <laughs> Not on purpose, though, I don't think. 100% <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. Okay, so um, we have a list of guys who I feel pretty strong about. Uh, currently, right now, Clemson is just destroying the recruiting industry at 299.53 as a total class combined points. Alabama's number two at 293. 24-7 composite scoring system. Composite rankings. Uh, LSU is number three um, at 291. Uh, Ohio State is number four at 291, a little bit lower when it comes to the decibels. And then there's us sitting at five at 271. So we're a little bit behind at the moment, but it's still early. Um, but I do want to point out the fact that we only have 16 commits. Every other team in front of us has Ohio State 22, LSU 22, Alabama 22, and uh, Clemson 19. I said I almost said Crimson. That's <laughs> weird. Maybe it's just because Dad was there. But <laughs> <laughs> roll Clemson Tide. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Clemson is is going to be the one that's hard to catch. I believe Alabama might only have. Three more commits that they could take. Clemson maybe six, and we can only take seven more. So Clemson might shatter some records when it comes to recruiting this year. Uh, but there's a good chance that they don't, and the, we end up with these specific guys. We went off of positions of need, what we think that we need. So what do we got that we need? We've got uh, Jordan Birch. No, I mean like actual like positions, like wide receiver. Oh, we've got uh, uh, one running back, two tight ends, one offensive lineman, one defensive end, one linebacker, and one defensive back. So seven. Stuff extra. that we need to fill in this class. Um, so who do we got in those roles? Who's left? Jo- I think Jordan Birch was a, a maybe. He was a big maybe. Defensive end, Jordan Birch. Uh, running back, Zach Evans. Yep. Cornerback, Keely Ringo. Yep. Feel uh, good about him. Tight end, Darnell Washington. Feel great about him. Another, that's like three five stars in a row, by the way. Right, we don't. We only have him as the only tight end, though. Um, we have another. We have an extra offensive lineman, center Cedric Van Pran. Yeah, because I feel like he's the next to commit. If anybody, he's legit. Uh, and Sam Pittman don't miss, and that's the guy he's targeting at the moment. So. And then Zakevius Walker. So two de- defensive ends, I guess, is what we have on there. But because Birch was kind of a fifty-fifty, I don't know how we ended up with him like on the final roster. Hmm. I don't know. Jacoby Cowan. Defensive tackle. Yep, and that's if we have some attrition. Uh, Jamil Burroughs possibly leaving, things like that, I think. So what was our end possible number if we add all of those guys? 319.65. That is the number one class in most years, I would say. Uh, sometimes like 312 has won it. So I think when our highest one ever, we were 323, and that was like almost record-breaking. Alabama had a class one time that was 324. So I mean it. It would typical. It, it would easily put us in second place, depending on how Clemson finishes. And Jordan Birch is kind of a big part of that too, because he's kind of a fifty-fifty between us and Clemson. So if they get him, they just mopped up on the defensive line recruiting this year. So Miles Miles Murphy, uh, Brzee, Brian Brzee, I'm both guys that we were heavily in the mix for, and Jordan Birch. I mean, if they get all of them, it's just holy cow! They're they're creating a serious monster on the D line. So. 
Uh, but good things. I mean, there's a there's a really solid chance we end up number two. I would say that's where we're going to be. That's my my projection. Maybe not three nineteen. Maybe the three sixteen, three fifteen range, more than likely. But seems reasonable. That's a solid number two finish. I believe. Highly reasonable. I would say. Well, Samuel, another excellent episode in the books. Next yeah, next episode, we could probably go through our schedule a and go through our uh, wins and losses and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna do our projected like what we're gonna we think is gonna happen. I, mean, oh, yeah. I, I think Rusty Manziel on twenty four seven predicted Georgia twelve and zero. So there's a lot of that going around. There's a lot of twelve and zeros uh, until the SEC championship game, and people don't have to predict that yet, so they aren't saying it. You know? mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of interesting matchups too. I think there's uh, you know having to play Texas A and M. I think is interesting. We mm-hmm. can we can I think we can go through the schedule next time and and do that game. So, yeah. Unless there's anything else. Oh, uh, I just well, I wasn't sure if we. Were, <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were going to go to toes. We're going to do toes <laughs> right after God's country. God's toes. Okay, I'm done. Okay, toes. <laughs> I got my toes in the water, ass in the sand. Not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. Life is good today. Life is good today. Will a plane touch down?